Do you know what happened to me last night? What did you? I slept for the whole night. <gasps> what was that? <laughs> Quit. Do you guys remember the trash witch? She's back. She pushed Megan's chair earlier, earlier. Earlier, I swear to God, I was sitting here and all of a sudden the chair moved forward. And now she's banging on the wall. And Kara heard it happen. She didn't like that. She really doesn't like when we talk about witches. Uh, apparently not. Oh, that's right, because today is a witch episode. Uh (laughs) This is the Witch's Magic Murder Mystery Podcast. And I'm Kara. And I'm Megan. Here we are. Doing our thing. (laughs) People on YouTube are probably like, why does this bitch just wear the same outfit? If you didn't know, you can now find us on YouTube. Yes. Where you get the video recording of the podcast, which is interesting to you if you just want to see a lot of awkwardness. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so many double chins it's not <laughs> all of them we're not going to edit this so if you're on the video you're getting to see all of it even like in the last episode when i completely lost my place and had to search through all the pages <laughs> that's the riveting stuff in all the bloopers in the youtube uh video but obviously for the audio i edit it but for the for the video i'm just not gonna this is us this, this is, what is you us I can't think of the words. I can't either. <laughs> Gonna shout it out. Okay. So this week. Who I'm gonna be. This is me. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. We're the best. And humble. Very. And I have a side part deal with it. <laughs> I refuse. The, the thing I don't like about that is now is that I've had a middle part for a long time. And now it's like that's what we're being told to do. Which makes me want to be like, mm, look at my ears won't do it though. I am wearing skinny jeans today. Oh, same. Mm-hmm. That's like an everyday thing for me. I think it's my dumb. long rolls are dumb. My long legs don't like normal jeans. I don't have either of those things. <laughs> so my short to- torso and <laughs> short legs also don't like normal jeans. Body of a goddess. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Witch story. Witch story. I'm doing the Bell Witch, which I knew about, but it's... Uh, I really don't know It's much. riveting. <laughs> I know the Bell Witch is the one that the Blair Witch is yes. based on. Yeah. The Blair Witch movie, but I, I really, truly don't know much. That's like the extent of my knowledge of the Bell Witch. I do know because my cousin listens to our podcast, Hey Ran, and hey. she texted me and she was like, hey, have you done the Bell Witch? Because I guess she went... To where the Ooh, farm in is? Tennessee, where the cave is, yeah, cave, yeah, that's what that's what I meant. Well, it's, yeah, it's a three hundred a farm acre. cave, farm, yeah, great, with a cave on it. It's all the same, yeah. So I'm still right, yeah. Is the are. important yep. thing. But she was like, because I guess she and her daughter had tried to go there or something, and I was like, oh, you can go there. Oh, you can. It's so, closed because of COVID, but Tennessee's restrictions. Are, I don't. I mean, they're kind of like Texas. I've right been. To, I've been to Tennessee Texas, during COVID Florida, times. Tennessee are kind of like it's like you cross actually it's like as you get in the further south you go in Kentucky the less masks you see oh yeah okay so like you said um it is in Tennessee it was like a 300 plus acre farm so John Bell was a farmer from North Carolina who um with his wife and children settled in northern Robertson County Tennessee in 1804 so this is taking it back so the farm consisted of about 320 acres it was rich 
farmland so you know you can grow your crops on it and stuff everything was fertile so they lived pretty peacefully for about the first 13 years that they lived there they were members of the red river baptist church where john became a deacon and they grew to be pretty prosperous people but some disturbances began about a decade later so in 1817, it started with, you know, the typical, like, oh, I heard a noise. Oh, what was that? Oh, what's happening? Like our trash witch. <laughs> so pushed th- my chair. Yes. I still have questions. Exactly. But then they started hearing pounding on doors, slapping on walls, eerie chain rattling noises. <laughs> so their neighbors were into somebody, S&M. Yeah, yeah that's I what I was going to say. Like somebody before, though, that lived on this farm was a little... Well, pinky. But before too long, a creature showed up that they couldn't identify. It was described as half dog, half rabbit. Ooh. It yeah. kind of reminds me of the Skinwalker Ranch. Yes. With weird creatures. But, uh. Yes. Half dog, half rabbit. Remember, though, witches can shape shift. Ooh. <laughs> so they caught it mid shift. <laughs> it's like a rabbit and a dog. It's so, like a Maui on Moana. Where yeah, he can't. He can't <laughs> he just keeps flipping through. <laughs> okay, so then they started hearing sounds of like creatures chewing on the bedpost, and then they started hearing gulping and choking noises. Then blankets started being pulled off of beds while people were sleeping. Family members were scratched and kicked. They had their hair pulled. I mean, somebody liked it rough. Like. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, get out of this house. Why yes. is, I guess maybe back then you couldn't, you're not just going to leave your farm. Right, you're 300 and something But acres. still. Yes. So Elizabeth Bell, one of the daughters, got the worst of the abuse at the time. She was slapped, pinched, and she was covered in bruises. The family was super terrified, but they kept it to themselves for over a year. And a historian and author, Fitzhugh, asked... Would you call for help? Not if you were an elder of the Red River Baptist Church only 125 years after the Salem Witch Trial. Oh, that's a very good point. I hadn't thought about the religious part of it. Mm -hmm. So John decided he was going to confide in his friend and neighbor, James Johnson. He invited Mr. and Mrs. Johnson to spend the night. After several nights of witnessing these crazy things, uh, Mr. Johnson said, you know, we probably should be telling more people about this. This is getting a little out of hand. You've been dark-sided, <laughs> lady. <laughs> I went to the dark side. Uh, Kara's brother sent us this video that's from Trading Spouses. Is that what I it is? So. And, like, this one woman comes back from the house she's been living in. She comes she back to her family. And I guess she's a very Visited devout people like Christian. Us. <laughs> yeah, because she comes back and she's like... They don't believe in Jesus. They've been reading them tarot cards, dark side. They just believe in astrology and the moon. <laughs> so you should look up. <laughs> I don't know how you find it. Trading spouses, crazy, crazy Christian lady. Probably yeah. that'll probably do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bell witch. Yeah. Bell witch. Okay. So he was like, "Yeah, let's tell more people." But then weeks later, people from Middle Tennessee, Southern Kentucky, started traveling to the Bell Farm to see the house and the family for themselves. So it made everything 10 times worse. The witch was like, why? Why are you doing this? I'm trying to get you all to leave. You're just bringing more. Yes. Fitzhugh said, the more people who tried to talk to the thing, the more attention it was paid. So the louder it became. And it was kind of like feeding off of the people's fear. So before long, it had gained enough, enough strength that it had a voice. So reportedly, the entity had said, Mr. Bell is a bad man. Ooh. Yes. The identity of the entity that reportedly tormented the Bell family was disputed 
all across the board. So according to a couple of legends, um, it gave itself multiple answers about who it was and why it was haunting the family. So in one case, it said it was the spirit of a Native American whose grave had been disrupted by one of the Bell Boys. At a different time, it claimed it was doing the Bell's family's neighbor, Kate Batts, a favor. This story kind of stuck, and the Bell Witch is often referred to as Kate. Oh. Um, Kate was an outcast in the Red River community, having little money, doing the majority of the hard physical labor on her family's farm because her husband was paralyzed in an accident. So she had a habit of trying to impress people by making a scene and trying to be the center of attention. So Bat strongly denied any connection to the haunting, but the entity kept responding to her name. So Bats was still alive when the entity was That was my next question. Up. Yeah. So she was alive, but they're saying that she was trying to get rid of them for some reason? Yes. Yeah. Story says that Kate had two main reasons for visiting the Bell home. The main one was to kill the dad, John Bell. Who knows why? Um, because Kate never gave a reason why. And then the second one was to stop John's youngest daughter, Betsy, from marrying a certain neighbor boy named Joshua Gardner. So the witch's antics eventually convinced Betsy, as she was older, to break off the engagement to Gardner. And... It kind of sucks for her because Gardner moved to West Tennessee, became a county sheriff and justice of the peace uh, in Henry County and ended up where he and his brother started a railroad. So he was very wealthy when he died at the age of 84. Oh, she missed out on all that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So over the next three years, Kate tormented the family uh, daily. So John and his daughter, Betsy, the one that she was after, Received the worst of it during those three years. Betsy had her hair pulled. She was pinched. She was scratched. She was stuck with pins and beaten. Just all like, by this like yes, invisible yeah. thing. Can you imagine? No, no, <laughs> no. Like I can't. Oh. Huh? I would. I mean, I got freaked out when my chair pushed up. <laughs> it was just... fairly benign. <laughs> yeah. So John started suffering from spells of swelling of the throat and often had the feeling of a stick being stuck sideways into his throat. So just like imagine like, oh my God. Yeah. Then came twitching and jerking of the facial muscles. Kate would blast him with curses and hideous threats during these spells. Uh, and so he started getting weaker and weaker. And Kate was becoming well known and started drawing large crowds of people. She seemed to be super intelligent. She would talk about the Bible and tell people about their past and their future, which she would have no knowledge of. Yeah. So you're it, like there. Uh-huh. And there's all these crazy things and it's all invisible and there's also a voice. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's like Kate. It said, so it kind of sounds like she could astral project too, because it said she could be in two places at the same time, miles apart from each other. The spirit? Yeah. Or whatever? Yeah. She could like. Okay. Right. Wouldn't that be astral projection? Yeah. Yeah. The I don't name? know the rules for spirits. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's normal. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, so the name the Bell Witch is said to have coined uh, President Andrew Jackson into coming to the Bell House for a little visit. Some of the Bell children had fought with Jackson when he was a general, and he owned land not far from that homestead. So according to the legend, when Jackson and his men arrived at the farm, the horses refused to cross the property line. Jackson and his crew heard a woman's voice petitioning them to move on, like cracking up that she would see them soon. Like, <laughs> I'll see you soon, sucker. <laughs> huh. 
Yes, but it said she didn't bother Jackson as much on the visit, more so her, his guys. So she attacked one of his men when he said the witch feared him because he had a silver bullet that he called the witch tamer in his pistol. So <laughs> they claimed that after that they were stuck with needles, pinched, bruised, and they heard a voice uh, through the house each day singing hymns, quoting Bible verses, and say, like giving sermons. Oh and then gosh. she started making threats to end the head of the, the house. So they, like, overheard her being like, I'm going to kill him. It's the voice part that I think is the weirdest part of all of this. Yes. That it would just talk. Yeah. And then she, so there are accounts that say that she started calling Jackson's men frauds until they were seen in a field the next morning headed to Nashville. They were like, we're, <laughs> we're done We're here. done. I can't do this anymore. I mean, I would have been the same way. Yes. Uh, and then some people are like, you know, we don't really believe this. Um, there's not really reputable record of his visit except for one manuscript titled Our Family Trouble by Richard William William Bell. I was just thinking about Laura Bell Bundy just popped in my head. Because <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, there's going to be people descended. And do they all have stories? And do we know it? Oh, yeah. There's a couple stories in here of a descendant. And then there's also a couple people who claim that they uh, spoke to the ghosts of... The ghost of this? Mm -hmm. Okay. Kate finally accomplished her mission for um, coming to the Bell Farm. She, on December 20th, 1820, killed John Bell, or so they say. It was believed that he was poisoned by Kate, and she, of course, took full credit of this. He took his last breath in 1820. A vial of what people thought was poison was found next to him. So John Bell Jr., his son, gave some of what was in the vial to their cat, and the cat died instantly. Like, oh, let's test it on the cat to see if this was what killed dad. Why would you do that? Exactly. <laughs> and when that happened, the entity spoke up and said, I gave old Jack a big dose of that last night, which fixed him. So John Jr. threw the vial in the fireplace. It burst into a bright bluish flame and shot up the chimney. So when Bell died, he was approaching his 70s and he began to struggle to eat. Uh, he claimed it was difficult for him to swallow. He suffered from frequent episodes that would likely be classified as seizures. Is he the same one that... With yes. Me? Okay. People think that it was like a disorder of the central nervous system. And I'm curious, though, like, a lot of poisons will do that to you. Oh, that's a good point. They mess with your nervous system. So was he slowly being poisoned? By someone who was living? Uh-huh. I mean, that's the whole thing I do every time I hear these kind of stories, is try to figure out, like, the the non-witch explanation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. was somebody in this house? Yeah. But if it was somebody here. in this house, you would recognize the voice, or they right. would recognize the voice. That's the part right. I keep getting hung up on. Yeah. So Kate said that she was going to come back in seven years, and she did in 1828 for a few short weeks. During this visit, she came to the home of John Bell Jr., had long talks with him about the past, present, and the future. She made some predictions about the future. She also said there was a reason for John Bell's death, but she never said why. So after the second visit, she said she would return in 107 years. So that would have been 1935. Some say that she never left during all that time because strange things would keep happening around the town. She was pretty hateful, but there's a legend that says that a group of children were playing on the farm and there was a cave and they discovered it and they were doing their little exploration and one of the children became stuck in a hole. Mm. The kid freaked out and called out for help only to hear his cry answered by a voice shouting, I'll get him out. That voice and the invisible hands that pulled the boy out of the hole belonged to the Beltwitch. 
the same witch that choked John Bell, torturing his daughter, and dragged chains through their house all hours of the night. After pulling the child out of the hole, the invisible witch, in an uncharacteristic act of kindness, gave the child a quick lesson on safety, or safely exploring caves, and disappeared again. Most accounts hold that the witch... That just makes me laugh so hard. I know. Now, before I go back to torturing, let's just have a little lesson. Yes. Yeah, so... Don't do this again. Yes, it was... So I can't always like be all here. the accounts were like, you know, she wasn't just tormenting. Like she was around to be helpful too. And I'm like, huh? To this one kid that she felt sorry for. How did she decide who to torment and who to help? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so strange. But <laughs> you never know. Yes. It's gonna be a good day or a bad day. Yes. But it says modern day tours, people experience all sorts of things. Scary, fun, creepy, weird. Uh, throughout the haunted farm. So not just the cave, but like everywhere on the farm. And it's 300 something acres. Yeah. That's a lot of land to walk. So there's no exp- explanation for these events that occurred. And there's... We're never going to know. Also, like, could it have just been more than one spirit? Like, yeah. The tormenting one? Yes. And the nice one? Yeah. What if there were sisters? And then they... Oh, I'd read that book. That'd be a good one. Let's start that book. Okay. <laughs> we're starting it. Okay. So... I need more things to do. Yeah. God, we have so much time on our hands. <laughs> Just bored all the time. So Lucy Bell Butler is a direct descendant of John Bell Jr., the son, named after John Bell's wife, Lucy. She was allegedly one of the only three people that the witch actually liked. She <laughs> said that their stories um, where the witch was constantly a part of her childhood. She said... It was pretty interesting because the things did happen and it would just naturally, we would all just naturally turn and say, oh, the bell witch did that. She said she believes that the witch is not confined within the limits of the bell's family farm, but follows her family where they go. So she's attached herself to all of them. I. (laughs) She said that she and her daughter Jennifer have seen the black dog in the original legend. And when Jennifer was growing up, they often saw a giggling girl running around the house at night. No. No, 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 no. no. I don't like I that. don't. <laughs> then now it's in my head and I can't get it out. The dog rabbit? Yep. The dog. The, the rabbit dog. The, the rabbit? Drabbit. The, the, the rock. The rock. Rock <laughs> doesn't work as good, but it could be a drabbit. Drabbit. I like the drabbit better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. The dog bit. The, the changeling. She said, I was thinking that uh, might have been the Bell Witch that would have been the sweet side of her. The little girl who played with Jennifer's toys and the family dog was not afraid of her. She stayed. <laughs> she would come out at night and she giggled sweetly. She would watch over Jennifer. <gasps> I just don't need. I don't need yet scary children in, yes. in any story. No. Whatsoever. No. Not everyone in the Butler family believed the witch or wanted to talk about it. She said her grandfather was a Methodist preacher and refused to allow anybody to talk about her presence. But she thinks this could have been... Dark-sided. Yes. This could have been because of the negative experiences he had with the entity. So her grandfather was just like... I would be too. Bitch poisoned my dad. Yeah. So she said, I can go through the bad people in the family and see things that have happened and why. And then I see the good things. Because the bell witch, Kate, whoever you want to call her, she did have a good side to the people she liked. She said that the entity did not like her dad, a smooth-talking, good-looking actor in Memphis, who happened to have some alleged involvement with the Florida Mafia. 
She said one incident that happened when she was a child just before her father was about to go host a gathering at their home. Um, her father had purchased a stereo system. Listen, are you ready? <laughs> a considerable luxury in the 1960s. But she said that she walked downstairs to find her living room filled with thousands of crickets marching towards the music room, climbed into the stereo system, and ruined it. I'm pretty sure that was in Fantasia. It's like, like the Pied Piper. Yeah. <laughs> the crickets. <laughs> and you just you just come down to see them marching. You see, like, Jimmy Cricket <laughs> leaving Bill <laughs> with his top hat. Hey, how do you do? Or whatever. I don't know what you do. Does he say how do you do? I don't think so. <laughs> what is Jimmy Cricket? He does have a saying, though, doesn't he? <laughs> I don't know. What if that is it? I don't know. Let's Google it. I can't Google it. All right. So Jiminy Cricket saying, always let your conscience be your guide. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's dangerous. All righty. So yep. anyway, the crickets. Crickets have marched. Destroyed the stereo. The stereo. Got she it. said, I think she punished the people that needed to be punished. But I th also think that she took care of the ones that she liked. There's probably a lot of people that don't believe in her. And that's fine. Everybody's got their personal opinion. I just believe it. I'm sure the stories I heard growing up helped, but I saw a lot of things as well. There were things happened and I was there. Do you think you'd end up being okay with it? Like if you grew up in this kind of environment, would you just be like, eh, she's good to this me. This is what happens. She's good to me. I'm okay with it. No, 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 no. I don't no. think I could ever get to that point of just being like, that's fine. Ghost witches, man. That was fine. Okay, so there's tons of books written about the famous Bell Witch in Tennessee, or of Tennessee. The Legend of the Bell Witch is part of Tennessee's history. It's still taught in schools today. It's taught in schools? As what? <laughs> I don't know. Part of history. I hope it's just, like, lore. Somebody like... find me a history book in Tennessee and Are send you? it over. I know we have listeners in Tennessee. Yes. Did you learn about the Bell Witch in school? Yeah. And what did you learn? What did you learn? Do you still have those How history books? How was it books? presented to you? Send us photos. I want to know. We need to know everything. Which is magic murder mystery at gmail.com. <laughs> Hit us up. So the legendary haunting, it's become the basis of multiple television and movie, the American haunting, like you said, the Blair Witch. But listen, there's a clairvoyant in Mississippi that was featured uh. on A&E's five-part series, Cursed the Bell Witch. <sighs> She's claiming to know the real story behind the old tale. She says she got it directly from Betsy Bell, who, according to the legend, was tortured tortured for years, the one that had to break up with her fiancé because the witch. Mm -hmm. And missed out on a big fortune. Uh-huh. Yep. She said, some people will not agree with me, and that's okay, but I gave Betsy Bell a voice to say what really happened. Her name is Sarah Delaney Pugh, or also known as Angel Lee. Oh, no. Yep. No. So, in July, Pugh was introduced to a Sue Clifton, a Mississippi-based author and ghost hunter. So, the two met while they were filming for the A&E series. Uh, they met at her grave in Mississippi. And according to Clifton, they felt an immediate connection. Okay. She said, I was totally fascinated. She's the most intriguing person I've ever known. And that night, when we were having a break, I told her, I'm going to write a book about you. Okay. I'm going to write a book about you. <laughs> so in Clifton's book. Clifton told the, yes, the, Pew. the medium. Yes. Pew. Pew. I don't, as much as I believe that people can be mediums, and mm -hmm. every time we have a story involving one, I'm always like, no. No. I don't know why. It's weird. No. Yeah. It's like, I believe it abstractly. Yes. And then I get a person in front of me and I'm like. I don't have I ever told you the story of when my grandfather was passing away? No. 
finish this and then I'll tell you. Okay. Okay. So the land they chose to settle in in Abrams was cursed is what she claims. And when they disturbed the land, the cursed was set in motion. So it's kind of like the Native American burial grounds. Like you don't mess with them. Mm -hmm. But Pew says the spirit that tortured Betsy Bell and the rest of her family, even their slaves on that pioneer farm, uh, wasn't responsible for John Bell's death. She said that a slave started poisoning John Bell because he could not protect oh. Betsy at that time was 11 from another family member who was abusing her. Ooh. Yeah. She said, I had to give this girl a voice. We had to bring the story to light. We couldn't keep sweeping it under the rug. But for Bob Bell, the fifth great grandson of John Bell and lifelong Robertson County resident, he said, it makes sense. She blew me away, he said, for someone who doesn't know anything about the history or hasn't studied it at all. She pretty much nailed it. Also, how do you know she hasn't studied this? Right. You She's about she to be knows. on a big TV series. How do you know she hasn't she researched something. this for the past six months? She said that Adams and the historian Tim Henson took Clifton and Pew on a tour of places in Adams Central to the Bell Witch legend. At each site, Pew would scribble in her notebook, and at the end of the day, she had listed the names of everyone the Bell family in the Bell family and came up with facts that both men later said she couldn't have known anything about. So they said, it's a whole different version than the story I grew up with, but everything she wrote down had some fact to it. The story has much right to be, has as much right to be written as the original book, whether it's true or not, who knows? So he said it had some fact. But your family, means, wouldn't you want it to be true? Exactly. Or as accurate as And I read be. that some of the family members were kind of like iffy about this being like produced because they were just like, Ugh. Yeah. One, we yeah, don't we want, want to upset this out there. Her. Two, what if like not all of this is true? Also, they're accusing people of really awful stuff. Really yeah. awful stuff. And do we want to do yeah. that too? Yeah. Mm. Mm. We got to go. We got Yeah. We need to, to the Bell Witch Farm Cave. Farm and Cave. Tell me about your grandfather. Okay. So I was super close with my grandfather, my mom's dad, and my grandmother, my mom's mom. Mm -hmm. And he was in the VA. He was, was he 92 when he was passing away? He's just very old. So my sisters and I would go spend the night there. We would sit by his bedside. They lowered it to the ground so we could just sit and hold his hand and he'd squeeze it. And my sisters were like, we're going to go get lunch. Do you all want anything? And we were like, yeah. So it was just me and mom sitting in there. Mom sitting in the chair. I'm sitting by Papa's bed, holding his hand, talking about when I was little, when we used to eat oatmeal cream pies and drink iced milk and listen to the police scanner. And he starts squeezing my hand. And then he starts kicking his feet. And mom was like, what is happening? So I look back. The clock is spinning as fast as it possibly can. And I was like, take a picture because my shoulders started to heat up. And I knew in dreams, anytime Mama would visit me, she would leave fingerprints on my shoulder. So I would know she had been there. So Mom takes a picture and Mama's face is right here. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I was like, Papa, she's here for you. Like, it's okay to go. And he starts kicking his feet and mumbling something and squeezing my hand. And I was like, it's, it's fine. Like, you're okay. It's, it's time to go. He didn't pass. So then um, the next day... My sister Aubrey is sitting there with me and she's like, what is happening? Clock spinning, going as fast as it possibly can. And like, just everything's happening. Like I can feel her breathing. It was wild. So then um, maybe like two hours later, he passed. We were like, it's okay. Oh Mom isn't here. Brian isn't here because he brands the baby. Yeah. Like he wanted to protect them. I was like, it's just me and Aubrey. It's okay if you go. And he passed. Wow. Yeah. Mom still has that photo. Isn't that crazy? That's super crazy. Yeah. I love ghost stories and just things like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. 
that feel not made up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bill Witch, I'm iffy on. Yeah. I, I don't mean, want her to be mad at me. No, don't come at us. Yeah, let's send her positive vibes right now, especially if we're going to go visit her. <laughs> Good point. Because she'll latch on to you. And then she's going to be in here and she's going to join Trash Witch. We'll have Trash Witch and the Bell Witch. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Thanks for listening. Yeah. If you have any suggestions, yes, email them out. Which is magicmurdermystery at gmail.com. You can all also find us on Instagram. Yep. You can find us on YouTube. <laughs> if you haven't left us a review, please do so already because uh, it does help. <laughs> we love the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>